everyone, welcome back to the Everything Coincidental podcast. I'm Fee, and today we're joined with my cousin, Stuart. Oh! <laughs> At least you didn't go hi there. Oh, that's like what I was aiming for. I was aiming for the climate. He's sat there going, hi there. Hi there. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, thank you for joining me. Oh, you're very welcome. Today, Stuart is co-hosting with me today, which is exciting. We're sitting really close to the mic, so the audio might not be the best. We might be shouting. What? What? Um... But yeah, we'll just kick it off. So basically, I thought we could chat about, first of all, if you've had any notable paranormal experiences, could be ghosty stories or anything like that. And then I thought we could get into maybe memories surrounding ghosty things, because I have a few things, which are kind of your fault. Backstory, actually. Stuart is scared of this sort of thing, like really scared. But when I've been thinking back before we came down to record, I'm thinking, that's a ruse. (laughs) No, it's it's definitely not. Well, we'll get into that later. We'll this is that. going to be kind of like uh, Scooby-Doo, like your film, you're going to be all like, scientific, <laughs> like, oh, and this is it, when I've researched this, I've looked into this, and I'm going to be like, ghosts, I'm going to look shaggy. I do not like anything like this, but yeah, it'll be fine, we'll style it out. The thing is, I'm scared too. Yeah, but you're braver than me. Could you look into it? I just, I don't want to know. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, I wanted to ask you to talk about it, if you're okay to talk about it, mm-hmm. um, when you were in Perth. Yeah. Uh, yeah I really wanted you to talk I about that. This one. It's so funny, though. I'm already getting jangly thinking about it. <laughs> so, uh, I used to work in a shop. There was a, a stairwell that went up the back, and there was always a really intense smell of, like, burning. Um, like, a, like a burnt uh, toast smell, basically. Stroke! <laughs> Yeah. But only at the top of the stairs. Like, so when I have a stroke at the top of the stairs now, we wandered down, I'd be fine by the time we got to the shop floor. Um, uh, it was always like, it felt a bit eerie and kind of creepy as well. Like if you were in the shop by yourself and you're walking by, it was like, a, mm, not so good feeling. I didn't really like that at all. And then I was in the shop one night, it was uh, during the winter time, so I was preparing for the winter sale. Uh, so the shop was locked up, it was like five o'clock, but because it was winter time, it was like pitch black outside. And I had the Christmas tunes on, it was all good, I was just writing up some sale items. And the door at the back of the shop had a very distinctive noise when it opened and shut. And I was sitting in the place by myself, had been for hours, and I heard the door shut. And I was like, no. I had to like get myself like psyched up to even look round to see if there's anything there and, and there wasn't and I was like no 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 just straight up pieced out and just ran over to turn off all all the computers and everything locked up super quick and basically got the hell out of there I was like I'll deal with it in the morning I'll deal with the rest <laughs> of the sale stuff I'll come in early to get it sorted rather than staying late there was a glass door at the front and I had to lock it up and I remember like putting on the code and like running straight up running towards the glass door so that I didn't have to be in when there was no links on and I got outside I shut the door and I was locking it and I was like I can't even I couldn't even bring myself to look up in oh, case there was something like standing or if something like came at me or something I, was like, I wouldn't be able to go out of the shop the next day I'd just be sitting outside <laughs> waiting, waiting for the manager and saying I quit sorry <laughs> not the manager because I was, I was running the shop the yeah. area manager um, yeah. just pull her up and say sorry you're going to have to get somebody else to run your shop because I quit so yeah I, I went home and I was terrified all night by the time I got in the next day there was like someone's coming up I had somebody else with me so mm. it was fine and I kind of got over it and I spoke to the area manager the next time she was in and she, I was telling her basically the story and she was like, oh yeah, it's funny that you mentioned the, like it smells like burning. And I was like, why? And she was like, oh, well, because this was what used to be a house, uh, like it was an upstairs, downstairs house and uh, the, there was a fire upstairs and uh, the whole family died and like the people who moved into the house afterwards always talked about like smelling burning and 
they thought it was just like damage to the, mm-hmm. the building or the wood or something, but obviously it's a new building now, it's totally like re- renovated. And uh, they said that they would find like uh, little girls' toys. Oh, and no. Were, like the, the kid, girl in the kid's room, like her stuff would get missing. And they think it was just her daughter like losing th- stuff, but like uh, she would lose things all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so apparently some little girl's ghost has been trapped in the building. And I was like, mm, God, like. I found that out after I'd already experienced yeah, yeah. all that stuff and like the door closing oh and that I was like straight up and my hands are really? sweating so hard right now just shows you must be like so uncomfortable with it yeah. see that's the thing the fact that you found that out after the experience happened mm-hmm. just validates your experience even more yeah it didn't influence my decision I yep. wasn't imagining that because I knew about the story I found out afterwards and I was like oh yeah that'll be what the burning smell is and then the bloody oh. creepy feeling and the, the fact that our uh, oh yeah the area manager had a, a notebook mm-hmm. and that she went for lunch one day and but she's a grown ass woman she was area manager yeah. and it was like nice it was pink it had some flowers on it mm-hmm. and then she came back from lunch uh, and the mo- notebook was gone oh. and it was like up at the top of the stairs where the, the stuff was that's where our bag was and then she was like oh who's got my notebook like basically asking all the like all the staff the three of us that were <laughs> in uh, who had taken the notebook and mm-hmm. I was like oh not seen it not seen it and she's like no. She's not just lost it like a kid loses toys. Oh, like no. so that and then like a week later it turned up just sitting in the middle of the kitchen table. Like it just it just turned up there. And I was like, Did you put that there? It's like, no. It's like mm, oh, no. no. So yeah, I stopped having lunch at work. <laughs> stopped going anywhere near the top of the stairs in the staff room if I could avoid it. Just just ran past the, the cold spot into the into the um, Oh, there was a cold spot. Well yeah, other than like the, the burning the, the, smell, oh, yeah, the yeah. creepy bit. I don't yep. know. It, I thought that's is it called cold spot? I yeah. well I thought you meant like, like it wasn't physically cold. Right, okay, got you. It was like it, it, oh. it was just creepy, like it was a or the creepy spot then. I bet you that's where she was like standing all the time. Oh, Ugh. Yeah, or maybe her room was like near the top of the stairs or something. Like, oh, that's nah. horrific. Or maybe that's where she died. Maybe because well, like, the top of the, it was the, yeah. the stairs, like, and they were all trapped upstairs. Mm-hmm. So maybe she was at the top of the stairs trying to get down, and oh. like, that's what. Oh, nah. Yeah, that definitely validates the story more. Oh, it's so scary. And the fact is, like, I'd say you're scientific in the sense that if you can prove it otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, then you would. But to me, I'd say I'm quite a quite a level-headed guy. Aye. Um, Aye. Yeah, I definitely believe in in ghosties and that sort of thing. Because, oh God. Um, Whoa. That yeah, that's horrible. That's hor and it sounds like poltergeist activity because if that book went missing and then reappeared randomly, it's obviously getting moved. Aye, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like oh. the, the wee girl was pinching it and then like putting it back. Uh, same with the afterwards when it was a house mm-hmm. and they always said that the kids' toys would go missing. And so oh. you were saying like that's probably what that was. And it's even worse that it was a little girl ghost because yeah. it's always so worse. much creepier when it's a little girl. I ghost. don't know why. No good. No. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about when I. I was like, all right, sure, it's coming on. You used to tell me ghost stories all the time, and yeah. you used to totally freak me out, and that's why I'm like, you can't be scared of these things if you were okay telling me these ghost stories. And I have one specifically. This is one that really got me, and I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I know which one it is. Okay. <laughs> it was horrific. So basically, to cut the long story short... The guy had a dog. We had a dog. And the dog Aye. could like sense paranormal activity and things yep. so anything that if he was feeling scared at the house he would like rub his dog and then like it would like lick his hand and That's if he licked right. his hand then it was uh, he put his hand under, under the, the bed, bed. yeah mm-hmm. and he was like the, the dog would lick his hand and then he was like all right it's fine everything must be all right and then he woke up and there was a creepy dripping noise That's and, he was. and then the dog licked his hand so it was all right and then again this is the short version mm-hmm. they woke up again still dripping noise and then the dog licked his hand so it was all right and eventually he got up to go and check it and he goes into the bathroom and the dog is like hung from the, the ceiling above the bath like with its throat slit dripping out of the bath and on the mirror in blood is written humans can lick too you know oh. Like, oh creepy so, like, some boy under his bed some boy under his bed licking his hand kill the dog 
but oh, and I remember uh, that was me, couldn't sleep. Yep, I remember telling you that one. I yep. remember getting aroused for telling you that one and you not being able to sleep. But who told you that? Who told you that somebody, story? Somebody at school. So I still think about that sometimes when I go to bed at night, that story. <laughs> Just in case there's a bottle. Is that why you've always had the beds with the drawers built in? It is now. There can never be a person under there oh. if you've got built in drawers. Well, I know you've done the same as us. At Abby's wedding, uh, the room I had, the bed, you could go under it. I had to check it before I went to sleep. Like, yeah. I was like sitting on top of the bed and I was going, one, two, three, go! <laughs> yeah, I did the same at my friend Craig's wedding. Uh-huh. I think I told you about that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Somebody said to me, oh, it was in a, a really old, absolutely stunningly beautiful uh, Scottish um, castle, basically, type thing, mm-hmm. uh, with loads of grounds. The place was absolutely amazing. And we were there for the whole weekend. And on the first night, uh, somebody told me, that the second floor was haunted and the second oh. floor happened to be the one that I was on and they said yeah some a dead little girl they didn't go into it I, like, I don't want to know the specifics because then I'd be oh. thinking looking for the specifics but I could lay in bed I had I was the best man so oh. I had uh, a speech and like loads of duties to do for the next day and it was really <laughs> not a day that I needed to be sitting up absolutely shaking myself not yeah I really could have used with a decent night's sleep that night and uh, I didn't get one uh, <laughs> I had, not to mention the fact that there was a bat in the oh. bathroom Vampires. Um, no, <laughs> I think it was just a fruit bat, but or some some kind of a vampire and a little girl ghost. Great. Yeah, I know. Oh, and he's a werewolf. He's got the trifecta. Damn. Oh, <gasps> no, of course not. But yeah, me and John got rid of the bat in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and it was fine. And then I went into my room to get ready for bed, and like I, like you did, mm-hmm. I was checking under the bed. Nothing there, right? Oh. And then like it was huge floor to ceiling curtains because mm-hmm. it was really big windows and they were like all little alcove type things so like there was plenty of room for somebody to be standing oh, don't so before that. I went to bed I had to go and like open up every curtain and check like, there's <laughs> nobody there close that one up and I open another curtain check nobody there and it was a big like four poster bed type thing with kind of like droopy like uh, stuff like tapestry on the wall behind okay. it and I was like checking beneath the tapestry in case there was like a, a hole or that somebody could come through or just I'd really freak myself out and I was just checking everywhere and then I went and got into bed and just as I checked like the last uh, curtains and told it over there was another bat and it was in my room so I had to bloody get rid of that as well <laughs> could you imagine just checking that and then all of a sudden it flare, like flails out oh, and tries yeah. to hit you ah. then you've got the fear because yeah because you think it was a ghost and I can't believe someone told you that did they mean to tell you oh yeah they know that I'm scared so okay they were basically yeah. winding me up I didn't see anything I didn't hear anything yeah. but the idea was there and I was like mm, nah I was more scared of the idea than I was yeah. about like an actual ghostly but like the di- I like the differences in those two stories because the first one was genuine because you didn't know anything about it before. About it before. But this, if something had happened, it's like, well, that was Probably all in your been, head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah, that time, the second time was just genuine. Yeah, oh, yeah. in my head. The first time was straight up ghostly. <laughs> Little girl ghosties. Nope. Yeah. That, what, yeah. Nothing to do with them. No. Absolutely horrific. The next one that you had me scared of was the thirteenth ghost, and I thought this one would be funny to talk about because I've never, <laughs> I've never spoken about this on the oh, podcast. Really? Uh huh. Years you've been doing this? Like a year. I'm I'm sh- sh- and I'm sure I've never mentioned it. Wow, I can't believe that this hasn't come up. Okay. It's because it's embarrassing for me, That's and true. I'm not going to lie. I, d- I did do it recently as well. I was definitely going to bring it up if you didn't. Oh, were you? <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't have many ghost stories, but how about that one? <laughs> oh, it was so embarrassing. So I was at this girl's house and I was watching The 13th Ghost, mm-hmm. which was a film that came out in what, early noughties or yeah. late nineties or something. I can't even remember specifically what happened, but I remember there was like a shower scene mm-hmm. and there was a ghost in the shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was a ghost in the shower. And... <laughs> 
because I think they said the, the uh, bathroom is the most haunted place oh. in a house because the pipes go down into the earth so deep or something and it makes it easier for the ghosts to get in oh. like coming through doors and walls and things for like mm-hmm. entrance into your house like yes and kind of vampires like need to be invited in yep. but like that's a pipe that just can just come straight up the pipe Shoot or something right along up. those lines I, as I said I didn't see the film because I'm scared of, of films of course yeah. I'm scared of ghost films I'm scared yeah. of ghosties so them haunted pipes. Them haunted pipes. Southern, the southern haunted pipes. Yeah, they 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 got ghosts too, man. <laughs> got ghosts. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I then got scared to go to use the shower. Um. So for years as a child, I had to wear like people have told this to by the way haven't understood the reasoning behind it, and I don't understand. I don't understand how they've not understood it. But basically, I had to wear goggles in the shower. <laughs> like so, that means I didn't have to close my eyes because if I close my eyes when I was washing my hair, that means the ghosties could get me because I couldn't see them coming. Yeah. Whereas if I had the goggles on, yeah. I could keep my eyes open. I think mean, I totally get the logic. Thank but you. It's still, it's still it's hilarious. Totally- so I used to have a pair of like swimming goggles that hung in the shower yep. for years, and I'm lime not lime green, like <laughs> electric green lime uh, swimming goggles. Not even like cool guy swimming goggles. Like <laughs> I remember them. Yeah, they had like lime green with like blue, sh- like a blue band. Uh-huh. And ro- oh. Years and years, they were all just there. And I thought it was just just like playing in the bath when you're going no. for a swim. No, no, <laughs> scared of showers. Pure fear because of ghosties. Yep. Like that's bad, and I'm not embarrassed, but I'm kind of embarrassed to say when I seen it chapter one in 2017, I brought the goggles back <laughs> <laughs> for just that one shower after it, because there's this scene in the film where Pennywise. Spoilers. Oh yeah. <laughs> where Pennywise is in the drain, <laughs> and he comes up the drain, and I was just like, I need to shower, but I can't because Pennywise is gonna get me. <laughs> To my old habits. Uh, old habits die hard, you know yeah. what they say. I'm not even embarrassed by that. <laughs> I totally am. No need to be. No I mean, this wedding thing happened like within six last months. I, I lay in bed, not able to get up because I literally couldn't get up to pee because I was scared. So yeah. being scared is not into to be embarrassed about, but putting the goggles out. <laughs> Imagine you wore goggles in bed just uh, in case. That's the one I said. There's more. There's more. Uh, how, how many goggles in bed? Right here? <laughs> Sleep because the rubber's getting hold of your eyes. <laughs> like, no, do you remember Notting Hill? The guy who wore this, he wore like the scuba diving mask <laughs> in the bath. Ah, uh, the Welsh boy. The Welsh guy. He's like, the skinny weird. With his yogurt. Yes. And he's like, just because his name is, he's like, ah, oh, <laughs> really stupid guy. Um, yeah, I don't know why you'd wear goggles to bed, but I just thought it'd be funny. But yeah, I, I could have done. <laughs> you could have done. I could have done. I mean, nice stuff in there. It was probably more embarrassing when we were younger because I would yeah. make fun of you. Whereas now I can see, like, it was actually really clever. It's actually genius logic. Thank like, you. If, you. if it gets you in the shower, gets you washed without, <laughs> like, making a mess of the tub because you're shitting yourself, then it, it, it works. You know, nothing stupid if it works. No, exactly. exactly. But the thing is, though, it'd, it'd be weird because it'd be the shower. I mean, <laughs> fair enough, crap yourself, <laughs> yourself in the bath, but the shower's different. Pennywise isn't getting up that drain anymore. 
I think we should move it off of toilet humour. <laughs> Aye, because it'll just get really bad. I did specifically think, you know, we need to try and not make this like, oh, poo poo, <laughs> jobby jokes. <laughs> jobby jokes. <laughs> I was trying to avoid the jobby joke. Okay, so the next bit was like a question and answer type thing. I would ask you a question and then if we had stories or thoughts behind it, it would move us into a conversation that mm, okay. way. So the first one is, do you believe in aliens? And if so, why? I 100% believe in aliens because, uh-huh. I mean, statistically, it. Mm-hmm. It'd be, it's a statistical impossibility that there isn't other life out there. I'm not yeah. so arrogant as to think that we are the only life form in, in the yeah. universe. That we're the only people, the only things that have developed life. Like the people who say, oh, well, we would have found aliens by now if there was mm-hmm. any. That's like rowing a, a dinghy out into the middle of the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. taking a bucket scooping up some of the water and going oh there's no fish in there there must be no fish in the Pacific yeah, Ocean exactly. I think that's the best way I've heard it described before like that's essentially what it is Like, yeah. there's so much out there like an unfathomably large amount of stuff yeah. and we have no idea about most of it yeah. so there has to be some gotta be yeah no I agree like, um, the Calvin and Hobbes sketch that I saw once it was quite uh, profound it was uh, a tree stump like the, the large tree that had been cut down mm-hmm. and Calvin's standing next to it and he says uh, I think the most convincing proof that there is intelligent life in the universe is the fact that it stayed away from us because we just destroy and we hate them. Yeah. So I was like, that's a really good line. And yeah. I was like, so yeah, I think that, oh, why would they not come see us? Well, look at us. Would you come see us? Like, no. <laughs> that makes me think, actually, something Kieran said was, humans can't be the most intelligent things out there because why would we choose a life like this? As in, like, what we have, working nine till five. Mm. So I thought that was quite a good one. He also said, to believe is an act of faith based on no evidence. Maybe that wasn't Kieran that said that. Yeah. Kieran, was that you? Was <laughs> come a on, bit Kieran. Philo- was that a bit philosophical for you? I think. Yeah, I've definitely heard that before and I've never met Kieran, so that's not like, his quote. Ah, but I feel like Kieran may have still said it. Uh, look, Kieran, if you didn't say it, I'm going to give you the uh, credit. And You want to know something? I think I've seen it in a document. Kieran said it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Kieran said that. Well done, Kieran, for coming yeah, up. Yeah, well that. done. Um, cool. Well, that made me think then of a story because we were out watching the stars one night when we had the family up mm-hmm. at yours and we were talking about aliens and I think you've maybe said that fish bucket thing yeah, and then it. you were like um, I'd had a few beers by that point I it, don't remember no <laughs> it had a few beers out by this point and then we started talking about um, probing <laughs> <laughs> classic Classic. straight back to the jobby jokes but you said uh, you were like you know I've been thinking about this and you were like it makes sense that it's anal probing and I was like how and you were like well you're not going to go for something like in the mouth because it's got teeth and it can fight back Mm -hmm. whereas if you go to the back end there's no fight in it there's no defences back there <laughs> the mouth's got natural defences built in. Like you, could, you try and get a finger in there, you're going to lose a finger. But like the butthole, it's it's just. <laughs> I had this sticker. It's free reign. <laughs> I had this sticker and I had an alien on it with its like finger pointing up the way, and it just said it's probing time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like from Paul. Yeah, kind of, I thought it was so funny. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, well, my next question. Right, that's that's quite profound. I don't remember saying that, but when you yeah. said that, my brain was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's not until you like speak to somebody else about something, like, okay, we are not speaking to an audience here, but mm-hmm. I'm now aware of what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, how much can we talk, like, jobby jokes? <laughs> that's pretty bad. I didn't realise <laughs> it. Yeah, not until it's, it's getting recorded. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, that's like 90% of our patter. <laughs> <laughs> We need to start that. We need to like elevate ourselves. We need to get more mature jokes. No, we don't. What was the other one I taught you recently? Uh, swamp ass is, is the other thing that she hadn't heard of. I had to explain to her what, what swamp ass was. It was disgusting as well. Oh, it is vile. I honestly thought I was going to pee myself when you said it. So like, <laughs> next question, moving on. Okay. Do you think psychedelics 
and or like mushrooms stuff like that could be the gateway to like consciousness oh i definitely see that a guy that i used to work with uh, he was mm. a lot of you know big kind of drug addict he liked mm. his his, uh, his cocaine and his weed and whatever. Okay. He was a stoner every day smoked every day and uh, smoked not just weed but everything else as well um and he got into his psychedelics and whatnot and then he was looking into ayahuasca Oh, okay. So he was go when he was looking for it, he found a place just outside of Amsterdam. It was a big kind of commune type thing. Okay. Um, and he said, you can come, but have to come in six months' time. And he was like, right, okay. And he says, and for the next six months, you need to go totally vegan. No alcohol, no drugs, no tobacco, mm-hmm. no meat, no dairy products. Like, basically, like, you're level five vegan or whatever it is. Right. Like, just Vegetables. Go, yeah, like, basically, yeah, veg and everything is the only thing that are natural and, like, good cleanse your body of all the toxins and all the bad stuff that you're putting in before you take this trip otherwise it'll be it won't give you like the enlightenment that you're looking for it wow. won't, like they won't transcend you or whatever so he did it and he, he followed it to the letter because he really wanted to experience it right yeah. and it was quite a bit of money and he wasn't on great money okay. and he went away this trip and i came back and i was talking to him about it and he said yeah I'm, i feel different um he said he spoke about uh well he's eating meat and he's uh, smoking again and he drinks a bit but he's like cut out drinking to the point that he was in the next kind of like three to four months Mm. he moved up to a process coordinator like this guy who was just a a, a lady like stoner like way about like just kind of came in clocked in physically clocked out mentally kind of guy um did the job and went home did it badly and then like within a couple of months he'd moved up a position and then within like a year Mm -hmm. he was a manager and like it just it totally changed his life and i spoke to him about it after a while obviously because he was it changed his life so drastically like he says i don't know i just i feel clean i feel like my head was it's like if you look at a cluttered room Mm -hmm. and you're like oh god you know you can't really think straight or whatever and then Mm -hmm. it's like doing this it's like it cleans the room and it's like i I know what everything is he says i just think straight now and uh, i was looking at how i was living my life and i wasn't happy with it so i changed it i spoke to him about his experience like when he was there he says it's it's hard because I think no common frame of reference is, is the, the biggest problem because I haven't experienced it. He can't yeah. describe emotions and feelings and sensations that he had experienced there because he hadn't experienced them before mm-hmm. and because I haven't experienced them, he has nothing that he can compare it to. But he says, I can describe the bits that I can. So basically he was sitting in the, the tent, the, the yurt type thing. Yep. There was a few other people and they would like make a tea. So the first night you just get to know everybody and you have like a little bit of it. The second night you have like a half dose and you like have a, like a, it kind of builds you up to it, and then the third night is when you have your full dose, and that's when you have like your, your trip. And he says he was sitting with a full dose, and he was chilling, he was chilling for a while, didn't really see anything. And you hear? I just thought he waffle stumped me. <laughs> he wasn't thinking of waffle stumped. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, he was sitting with the, with the full dose, and he was sitting talking to the shaman. It's like a guided meditation type oh, wow, thing, okay. so they like walk you through it as you're going through your trip mm-hmm. to like keep you calm and make sure that you know and like try and guide you as to where you want to be mm-hmm. to like find out the answers for the stuff that you the questions that you have in your head and he said I went in with a bunch of questions that I had in my head and it's only when he was in the trip that he realised like how futile the questions were that he had to ask and he didn't actually mean anything and it was like a smaller version of a larger question that he was actually asking mm-hmm. like and when he was in the trip he found those kind of answers oh. but he says he was sitting in the yurt and he was talking to the, the shaman like in his trip apparently he wasn't he was sitting in a yurt full of other people but in his trip it was just 
him and the, the, the chamois oh, really? and the fire and they get round about them mm-hmm. and then a large black cat like a jaguar or a panther or something like that came in and like, just circled the yurt a couple of times while looking at him but he wasn't scared like he was just aware of it and it was aware of him but circled the yurt a couple of times looking at him and it came round to him and like curled up round and then like just put his head in his lap and he just sat and he clapped it while he was discussing with the shaman like life the universe and everything mm-hmm. he was just sitting clapping this this jaguar and then he realised at some point the yurt wasn't there anymore and it was just like the stars and then the next time he was kind of aware of it like he was on like a, like a little planet almost but like not a planet um, you know the uh, Sokovia when uh, Ultron kind of like flies it up it, like, oh, it yeah. breaks down it kind of comes to a point <coughs> he's basically sitting on like what the yurt was like that amount of ground but like he was just floating through space oh, wow. with him and the shaman and the, the, the jaguar and the campfire and he's just talking about life and the universe and everything and it was only when he like kind of sobered up and came back he mm-hmm. says yeah my, my life is never going to be the same again and proof in the pudding like Jeez. two years later he's a manager in the job that he used to be mm-hmm. in a layabout like useless stoner so yeah like there's, there's got to be something, something in it aye there's something um, i've heard a few other people have experiences but not nearly as drastic as that one mm. that's the that's the biggest change i've seen like in somebody oh, sort of like that's a good story to tell yeah i think because he'd probably done all the things mm-hmm. that he was like quote unquote meant to do for it that probably helped yeah, oh definitely like cleansing the toxins yeah. out of your body and getting yourself mentally and physically able. Oh, yeah, you had to like meditate and do yoga as well. Okay, so practice. Like physically uh, strengthen your body and strengthen your mind and like chakras and I don't okay. know quite what all that stuff. I don't know much about it myself. But okay. I know that that's, that's that kind of idea. That I had a chakra alignment. <coughs> wow. Yeah. Energy forces and all that. Wow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, getting rid of the bad the toxins from his body is mm-hmm. what he was putting into it, but like cleansing himself of that sort of thing, bad energy. It's basically like chakras is like chi. So it depends, each kind of place calls it different things, uh-huh. I think. Um, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Uh, apparently it makes you think clearer about things, and things you think are a problem, you then realise mm-hmm. that really isn't an issue at all. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Definitely something to it. Yeah, I mean, because <coughs> if it was just nothing, he would never have got up and went, I'm going to change my life. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. The, the fact that he actually changed is, is for me, the proof. Because like, he was not the kind of guy that would yeah. just sort his life out for a laugh to prove that I was because they are. Could you like, imagine? It, it must have been like something in, in his experience that, that changed him. Yeah. And, and he went with it. Like, but yeah, super cool. And yeah, still a great guy. Like It didn't change his personality to the point that like he wasn't fun to be around. Or, yeah. Like, anything like that but it changed the way he looked at the world and the way like what he apportioned value to basically mm-hmm. like it, it reshuffled the, the deck and he's happier the way that it is yeah. now he's, he's happy with the results so i'd be interested to find out what the panther could have meant like if there was something that you could do to look that up yeah, yeah. what symbolism does the panther have you know and i said that's only the bits that he could describe to <laughs> yeah. me because like i know what a jaguar a panther looks like yep. I, I can imagine a yurt disappearing and him and yep. the, sh- the chairman but he says the the emotional back and forth and weight of it is yeah. it's not something I can put into words. Interesting. I'm picturing like um, Black Panther when he's getting given his powers and he's, he has to take the herb thing and then the panther's there. That's what I'm picturing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, he does like a kind of dreamwalk state yeah. type thing as well, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, a lot of different cultures have yeah, yeah. herbs and mushrooms and whatever mm-hmm. teas or whatever yep. that they would use to, say, like dreamwalk or to uh, yeah. fix their, their mind. Basically astral. trip. Aye, um, astral project, all that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, all that sort of thing. Found this company, like, it came up on Instagram. It's like, because mushrooms doesn't have to be, like, psychedelics. It can just be, like, normal mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Like, there's loads of health benefits. Spoke about them with Kieran in a previous episode. <laughs> hi, Kieran. Yeah, hi, Kieran. And they're all about um, using mushrooms and tea and, like, but they make it as powder form and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm tempted to see it, like, how it goes, because you can get it for sleep and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try it. Because it's, like, normal tea. 
but it's got the powder stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not drugs or anything. No, but there's... it's like genuinely like how you go to the shop and buy mushrooms. It's like that dried and heat. Yeah, but it's like in Chinese medicine they use yeah, it. Yeah, what isn't what isn't drugs? Like drugs is just a label that we as human Very beings true. have put onto something. Like yeah. We look at uh, tobacco yeah. and say that's a herb that you ground down and or it's a it's a, it's a leafy thing yeah. that you dry and then you smoke mm-hmm. and it makes you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. But that one's legal, and then you've got weed, which is another mm-hmm. plant thing that you dry down mm-hmm. and you smoke it, and it makes you feel a certain way. But that one's illegal. Oh, I've never thought of it that way before, actually. There's, there's ah. mushrooms that are like good for uh, sleep, or they'll help um, lower your heart rate, or they'll help you yep. be less stressed. And there's ones that will help you trip, or yep. to help you whatever. But mm, some of them are okay, and some of them are illegal. But like they're all just a varying range of the same thing, basically. Yep. Like, yep. So... Yeah, it's just it's a, it's a human construct as to that's, so that's a drug, that's a health benefit. Yep. You know, that's people that think that way, not not mushrooms. So yeah, just because it's not illegal doesn't yeah. mean that it's not useful. Doesn't that's mean it's not true. good for you. Yeah, yeah, I've never thought of that. There's one I'll, I'll talk to you afterwards about because okay. I haven't done enough research about it to talk to about it yeah. myself. But it's the one that I'm actually looking at. It's oh. funny that you brought up mushrooms because it's one I'm actually looking at again, and it's uh, a legal, not a legal high, but it's a legal like helps you. You know, and deal with anxiety yep. and like think clearer and all that jazz. It's a, mm. it's basically like a can of Red Bull, but okay. like good for you. <laughs> it helps you make your own mind be like a, a can of Red Bull, like, yeah. like stimulate you and stuff. Well, not to plug the episode, but you need to listen to the episode me and Kieran done on mushrooms. Then, ah, oh, definitely will. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, the last question then this brings me into is kind of still on the, I suppose, mushroom theory or whatever. But do you think that? Uh, uh, Linkin Park. I love that. Uh-huh. <laughs> tried so hard, got so far. Yeah, <laughs> I tried really hard with that joke. It yeah. was terrible. Let's cut it that. It was. No, I'm keeping that in. <laughs> I don't even think that song was on that album. Five or two, and then no, it was. Was that? On? We'll say yes. Yes. Lincoln Park, if you're listening, get in contact with us. Let us know if that's on that album. Mike, please. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> Shinoda. Mike Shinoda. Um. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, I love Mike Shinoda. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Fiona can drop bars. Like I, she's not the sort of person that I would have expected to be able to. Like you know, she's she's quite quite rocky, quite kind of gothy, like love my emo look, yeah, like that sort of thing. And like the music that we listen to is is kind of the same. And we we're coming home from uh, Kuwait one time in the car, and I was driving along, and a song came on with Mike Shinoda in it, and he raps the first while, and he was like, "Oh, I love this one," cranked it up, and then just started dropping fat bars just just rapping absolutely word perfect pitch perfect with the hands and everything like and i was like holy <laughs> shit where did that come from and then i just turned it down and went sorry i just really love my you know <laughs> i was like all right cool <laughs> and Klein was sitting in the back of the car just like what is going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> fiona got bars <laughs> moving on from mike well my question is do you believe there's a god but it doesn't need to be in the christian sense because i think that's a construct as well i think oh, yeah for me, I think there is a creator and or universe, but I don't think it's necessarily Jesus slash mm-hmm. the, the Christian God. Mm-hmm. But maybe Mike Shinoda is God. Oh, he might be. Or uh, Keanu Reeves. I, I think he, he might oh, be. Oh, really? Like, he, yeah, mm. Keanu Reeves is walking among us. He's such a nice guy. He's just like... <laughs> a guy. He's, just, he's, he's like the modern day version of Jesus, just walking about, just <laughs> handing out wolves and fishies and that, just saying everybody, <laughs> oh, yeah. and fishies. Yeah. But now he's like buying hospitals for like kids and stuff. Like, yeah. It's the modern day version. I mean... Yeah. Keanu Reeves, if you're listening, are you Jesus? Mike, are you God? <laughs> Keanu? Keanu. 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 Are you the son of Mike? <laughs> Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Um, so, yes, you believe. Yes, I believe that there is something. I don't really know what. I think that's okay. uh, atheist. Uh, I think atheists don't believe in anything. Uh, is that not agnostics? Oh, maybe I Agnostics don't, don't believe that there is anything at all. Okay. Atheists believe that there's something, but they don't know what it is. Okay. And I, I don't have enough mm-hmm. evidence or proof to... Because at the end of the day, there's... What, 3,000 religions or whatever uh, yeah. you pick the wrong one you're supporting the wrong god and then you go to yeah. hell like it's probably safer to not support any god and, and then you can just like hedge your bets yeah yeah. <laughs> but uh, no I think there's probably there's got to be something mm-hmm. uh, interesting thought is that when I was younger I believed in god because I was scared of the idea of where you died there was nothing after it like yeah. I believed in god because the idea of an afterlife was comforting to yes. me and then when I started to grow up I now think of it more the opposite like the idea of existing Mm -hmm. for eternity like eternity is such a long time it's like forever and ever and ever and ever and ever that's almost scarier like Mm -hmm. to have consciousness that doesn't end yeah that there's no there's no finishing point to it like nothing would matter nothing in an infinite timeline (laughs) nothing means anything so that's a scarier thought for me now than the idea of my consciousness ceasing when i die and there not being anything after it. So I choose to look at it that way now. I think if there is a heaven, if there is an afterlife, if it's reincarnation, that's fine, because then you're just coming back for more of the same. Yeah. But there's an end point again, and you don't know anything about the previous ones or the after ones, so I'm fine with that if that's how it is. But if it was like a, oh yeah, you join me in heaven for eternity, I'd be like, eternity's a long time, can I kind of bow out after like a thousand years or something. Can I go like down below for just a wee while just to see the difference? <laughs> exactly. It was the Biffy Clyro. I talked to God as much as I talked to Satan because I want to see both sides. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, he's not wrong. Yeah, it seems fair. Like, I mean, why not? I think that's why I like to look at it as a universe point of thing. And like they say that when you are con- when you go to like the other side or whatever, it's not like this. So it's a, it's a nice way to live. It's not necessarily like you're living like mm-hmm. a human. It's more... Oh, you're just with all your pals and your friends and all's good. But even if you were living like the perfect life, like, yeah. after a while it would get boring, right? Yeah. Like, and, aye, so I guess an that's eternity kind of, of oh. even the best day. Yeah. Every day would become yeah. nothing. Everything would become blend together to nothingness because every day is the best day. So yeah. none of them are, you know? That's so true, yeah. So it would just, nothing, everything would cease to matter mm. if you're there long enough. So, yeah, I think that's a scarier thought than just dying and, and that'd be it. And that's it, right. So I choose to think that when you die, that's it. That there's not okay. a, there's not an afterlife. Or if there is an afterlife, that there's an up, there's an out, there's a way out of it. You can you can opt to not exist anymore. I think, I think there is a way out, but I think it could be coming back. Like reincarnation, mm. I think that's when it comes in. And that's why so you're So you go up and have a party for like a thousand years and then you come I, back and like live through life again for a bit. Yeah, because I think that's where people get the whole stuff with like soul families and like you might feel drawn to like a certain country and you have no idea why you have no mm. connection to it and oh, like all a that's place. a certain place yep all that's people sort of even or Sometimes people you just vibe with someone yeah that can be like oh maybe they're part of your soul tribe and all that right, so, yeah right, right. that's what that's meant to that's pretty cool yeah i don't I haven't heard of that one before so well soul families i can teach you about that mm. i've heard of like uh like ley lines like the energy lines and stuff oh, like yes. and, and like there's I, de- I definitely believe in ley lines like yeah. there are definitely some places that you go and you just feel you yeah. just feel stuff yeah. but then not everybody feels it and that's why I was saying like there are ley lines so is that like a place of great importance to me mm-hmm. if there is a reincarnation thing if there, is it something that has been important to me at some point mm-hmm. 
like this could have been where my tribe was, which is why for a bunch of people it's an important place, but not everybody because they yeah. weren't anything to do with it in previous lives and stuff like that. It could and be. I think ley lines are more energy lines where paranormal things can happen. Mm-hmm. So like Loch Ness is in between two ley lines, mm-hmm. which is why there's a lot of sightings of things up there. Yeah. So maybe it's a mix. It's a good way to look at ley lines, actually. I never yeah, thought it that way. Because obviously you've, you've discussed ley lines on here before. Uh-huh. Just, I'll sort of throw a little bit yeah, of no, definitely. Because not everybody feels it the same. And some uh-huh. people feel ley lines in certain places that other people don't. Yeah. So it could be that ley lines are powerful because of their relation to the person that's there, not because that they themselves are actually powerful. Aye. But then I suppose when you hear about things happening, like Loch Ness, that uh-huh. happen when there's other folk not there, it's not like it's only powerful yeah. when you're there so maybe there's something to that but i'm just musing you know it's good to have different perspectives i need to have you back on to talk about ley lines and soul families yeah exactly you can you can teach me past lives yeah mm-hmm. i'd wait for that interesting sounds more like bandages more, more bandages ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, friends <laughs> so good and then the blood's like psh, psh, psh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no really bad rendition of the tree Oh, but no, thanks for coming on. That no, was that was fun. me doing the clap in, this, in the theme song. No, I know that. Okay. Like, I, was... <laughs> I thought you thought I was applauding you. No, no. <laughs> no, I was putting the thank you in as a okay, laugh. Like, right. It wasn't that good to get a clap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, thank you for coming on. It was good fun. Oh, I'm just happy to do it. It was, yeah. it was interesting. It was good fun. It was. I think next time we'll try and get sque- less squeaky tears. Yeah. Because I shift around a lot when I'm, when I'm talking. <laughs> and I'm worried that this entire episode is just going to be... I just... Just sounds like you're farting the yeah, whole time. Yeah, just just farts and coughing the entire time, <laughs> and then you laughing at me, and then waffle stomping. Yeah, of course. I mean, you always got a, a, waff, a good a good hearty amount of waffle stomping. Yeah. <laughs> every episode, you got to bring it back. Every episode now, it's, it's the new theme. Bring it back. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll rename the the show the Waffle Team. The Waffle Team. Everything waffle stomping. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. I think not. <laughs> Oh, yeah, thank you for having me. No, it's, it was it's good fun. fun. It's different. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, do you want to give yourself a shout out? Because some people we have on have other like me- social media pages, but you do not. So basically, any time that I have a chance to give something a shout out, I give a shout out to this podcast. Thanks. <laughs> and oh well, I suppose uh, Gavin's podcast. I don't know if that's still oh, happening. Is Gavin? Got- well, shout out anyway. Um, the Meandering Movie Podcast. Uh, it's, they discuss all things movie. Nice. I don't know if they are still doing it, but when they did do it, mm-hmm. there's like you know, a couple of years worth of uh, stuff there. So okay. it's, it's, it's good fun. Him, Gary, yeah. and for a while, Ryan, just having banter nice. about movies. Check it out as well. So yeah, I basically give a shout out to your, my two cousins' podcasts I like if that. I have a chance to do anything. So yeah, go to the Meandering Movie Podcast. Thanks, cuz. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, check everything coincidental out on Instagram and email us, everythingcoincidental at gmail.com. And check out Kieran's podcast as well. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Kieran. Uh, the Jibber Jammer podcast. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Stu Boy, for joining us. Huh. Huh. <laughs> and yeah, catch you again. <laughs> what the hell what was, was that? I don't know. I was like, yeah, I need to say something to sign off. Huh. Huh. <laughs> catch you on the flip. Bye. Yeah.